Very briefly, I want us to talk about praise. Just to bring us to some understanding on what praise is before we start doing it practically. Because we are going to do it practically. We cannot exhaust praising the Lord. Amen? We praise Him in the morning. We praise Him in the afternoon. We praise Him in the night. We praise Him when things are good. We praise Him in sickness. We praise Him when debt collectors are there waiting at your door. When the landlord is knocking on your door. We praise Him when things are working. We praise Him when things are not working. We praise Him when we are jobless. We praise Him when we have a job. We praise Him when there is money in our pockets. We praise Him when we are broke. We praise Him at all times. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. His praise. Not my praise. Not what I have done. Not what I have acquired for myself. Not my successes. His praise. His works. His doings. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually means every hour. Every minute. When things are working. When things are not working. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So I want us to bring uh, to a little understanding on the on a few things about praise. But before I do that, let us understand where the word praise came from. The word praise is first seen in Genesis. Amen. Genesis 29 verse 35. And she conceived again and when she gave birth to her son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. The blessing of Judah is in his name. And this is... Ble- this is this actually comes from a Hebrew word, which means yada. The word Judah is a Hebrew word for praise, which means yada. And it means to reverence the Lord with extended hands, to make confession, to give thanks to God. It's a name that literally means to praise the Lord. It means praise. Leah gave birth to the first son, the second son. The third son, when it came to the fourth son, he said, I, she said, I will praise the Lord. When she gave birth to the first son, this is what she said. From now on, my husband shall love me. The second time she gave birth, she said, my, surely my husband will love me again because I have given birth to a second son. You know, at this time Rachel was not bearing children. And, but Rachel was the, still the favorable wife. And then the third son, she gave birth again. And she thought, surely, a third child, my husband, must love me. And still nothing happened. And then she gave birth to a fourth son. She must have realized nothing is working. My bearing children is, is not touching my husband. And she must have gotten to a place and realized that the Lord is the one that has made her. The Lord is the one that has given her to be what she is. She was that, that time. And she realized, I've got to step up my game. I've got to praise the Lord. It is not about my husband. Whether my husband acknowledges me, whether my husband loves me or not, whether he will see that I have given birth to a fourth son or not, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. And I can imagine, you know, when you call your son, praise the Lord. I can just imagine, you know, 
mothers and fathers in the house. How many times do you call your children when you're like spending a day with them? Eh? Victory comes here. Oh, precious comes here. Oh, you know, I have four children. And I can tell you that uh, since I gave birth to my fourth child, I have been mixing the names. And sometimes I want to call the firstborn, I call the fourthborn. So before I get to the one I want to call, I have named the first three. So, so they are used to it and they make fun of it. When I want to call Timothy, I start, Precious, Lamuel, uh, Vicky, ah, it's you, you know. You call all those names, eh? That's a by the way. So here is Leah. She gives birth to her fourth son and says, Praise the Lord. I can imagine her spending the day with praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, come here. Praise the Lord, where is my shoes? Praise the Lord, did you, did you remember to hang the clothes out to dry? Praise the Lord, can you bring me some water? So her house was filled with what? With praise the Lord. Her house was filled with hallelujah. It was filled with nothing but praise the Lord. She realized that her acceptance, that her being accepted, her favor was in God. And she decided to say, from now on, this child, I will call him, praise the Lord. Because my battles are not fought. Not my husband can win my battles for me, can, can give me the victory or the success or the favor that I need. It is the Lord. So she said, praise the Lord. We read in the book of Judges, chapter 20, verse 18. There are three things, there are, there are three, four things that praise does. Judges, we'll go very quickly. Judges, chapter 20, verse 18. Now we say, Then the Israelites went up to Bethel and inquired of God, and they said, Who of us shall go first to fight the Benjamins? And the Lord replied, Judah shall go first. If you are in, if you are in a situation where you are surrounded by battles and things are not working for you, Sometimes prayers don't work. Sometimes fellowship doesn't work. There are some situations that call for you to praise. And the Lord says, Judah shall go first. This time it's not the tactics, the usual tactics you are used. This kind of battle. At some point Jesus said, this does not go except by prayer and fasting. But I want to submit it to us. There are also some demons that will not leave you until you raise a song. Unto the Lord. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have sought the Lord. You have tithed. You have done all that the law, the biblical law requires of you to do. And yet nothing is working out for you. I want to submit to you. Let praise go first. Let it start. Then the others follow. In Nehemiah chapter 12 verse 27 to 31. I'll just read quickly. And the at the dedication of the wall around Jerusalem after the exile, the leaders, the Levites, uh, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with music of symbols, harps, and lyres. When they were dedicating the temple, the choir was on the forefront with music, songs of thanksgiving. Songs of praise unto our God because of what the Lord had done for the Israelites. In Psalms 108, verse 8, the Bible says that Judah 
is a scepter. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, and Judah is my scepter. Scepter represents law. He's the lawgiver. Another manuscript says he's the lawgiver. He's the one. Praise is the one that says this is the way. Praise creates the path. It gives direction. When you want to inquire, even you read in the Bible, you had, you 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 have seen how when when men or when the kings needed to hear from God, and they would ask for a minstrel, a singer to come, and once they start playing, the word of the Lord would come. You had you you witnessed what happened here last Friday when we started praising to the north, to the east, to the west, and then the word of God was released to the church about concerning your life. That is what happens. When you praise, you get focus. Or you're rather your focus becomes clearer. You, you know what to do and what not to do. Scepter is a representation of God's authority and power. When you are in that position of praise, you are taking over. You are the one ruling at that moment. You are the one dictating to, to situations and to the things around you. How do you want things to be? You are the one saying, I want that job. And I am dictating that that job belongs to me. Because you are lifting the king of kings. The one who gives those jobs. Praise that thing. Praise is a dwelling place for God. Psalms 114 verse 2. The favor of God is in, is in Judah's life. Because it is described, Judah is described as God's sanctuary. God's dwelling place. Praise. If you want the presence of God, just sing a song of praise. You don't need to go and seek the Lord. When you sing a song, He seeks you. He listens out who is that who is making melody to me. And He comes where you are. You don't need to go to where He is. He comes right where you are. Because praise is God's sanctuary, His dwelling place. In Acts, we also had this on Friday about Paul and Silas, chapter 16. When they were praying, when they were in the prison, they were in jail. And they started singing and praising God and praying. They sang hymns. And what happened is that the earth shook. Because they did not need to go and seek the Lord in the caves. The Lord had to come to where his praises were. He came down. He made his sanctuary. Suddenly the cell was too small to accommodate the Lord. It was too small to accommodate the king of kings. And the earth shook and the prison doors were opened. And not only was Paul and Silas delivered. But even the people around them. Your praise will deliver the people around you. Your praise will deliver your family. Your praise will deliver this nation. Your praise will deliver the issues around you. It will not only affect you. It affects your environment. It affects the atmosphere. When the Lord comes, He does not just come to you alone. He comes to the people around you. He sorts out the issues around you. And everything connected to you starts winning. Everything connected to you starts Experiencing breakthrough because of one word of praise. The jail became God's sanctuary because God dwells in the praises of his people. 
Psalm 76 says, verse 1, In Judah, God is known. If you want to know God, many times we pray, Oh, that I may know God. How do you know God? In Judah, God is known. In praises, God is known. When you start praising God, He reveals Himself. He manifests Himself. He does not come tomorrow. He comes that time when you're doing that praise. It's when He reveals Himself as Jehovah Rapha. He heals you that moment. He reveals Himself as Jehovah who delivers. He reveals Himself as Jehovah who saves. In praise, in your praises, your God will be known. You want to know God, start praising Him. And you will be surprised. You think that you know God today, but He reveals Himself. You can never exhaust the knowledge of God. You see Him today in a different face. The next hour you start singing another song, My Hallelujah belongs to Him. You see He has turned and suddenly you see Him in a different face. You start saying, bow down and worship Him. And suddenly you see He has changed and He has become something else. And that's why in heaven, you know, I used to ask and wonder, the angels don't get bored. Just, you know, they, they bow down and say, you know, holy, holy, holy. They don't get bored. And the Lord revealed to me that the moment they bow down and say holy, by the time they raise up, they see a different face altogether. The moment they fall down again, the moment they raise up again, they see a different God altogether. Because God is God. No one can exhaust the knowledge of Him. That is the God we are praising this afternoon. Amen? That is the God who is fighting your battles. That is God, the God who is lifting you to another level. Amen? Amen. Because He is God. I want us to look at the dimensions of praise, and then we go to praising the Lord. There are five dimensions of praise. Number one, if you are writing, you can read, write this down. Toda. Or Toda, or Irene told us she doesn't care how that is announced or pronounced. Toda. It occurs 30 times in the Bible, and it is, this is the most challenging dimension of praise because it totally involves the act of the will. It is your will. You invoke your will. This is where sacrifice is called for. You are not praising because things are good. You are praising because things are bad. You are in a situation like Paul and Silas. You are not praising because everything is working out for you. Because you got a promotion. It is good to praise God when you have a promotion. But in this particular dimension, Toda, you are praising God because you know who he is. It's a sacrifice. The psalmist many times said, I will offer unto the Lord a sacrifice of praise. Those are the moments when he was at his lowest. When King Saul was running after him. When things were not working out for him. When the Israelites, the men in the war, were almost at his neck because he, the people had been fought and he was, you know, he was, they were discouraged. And they were coming after him. And those at those kind of moments where he was so discouraged. And he said, I will offer to him a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Many times he has said, I will praise the Lord. I will bless. The it is the will. It is a sacrifice. You are doing it because you know, you have a relationship with God. You know him. He is able to do it. And he has chosen maybe not to do it for his own reason. It is like that time of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They chose, they said, King, be it known to you. The God we serve. He is able to deliver us from your hand. But if he does not, be it known to you. That you will not bow down to your idol. They may have said it with words. But you know, just saying it. The God we serve is able to deliver us from your hand. That is an act of praise. They were praising God. They were saying, our God is bigger than your idol. Our God is bigger than that image. He is able to deliver us. And if he does, praise be to his name. If he does not, praise be to his name. Because he is God. We will not question his ability. About his ability, we know he can do it. But he has chosen not to or to do it because he is God. It is a sacrifice. You praise God, whether he will do it or he will not. Whether he gives you that job or he will not give you that job. Whether he gives you that contract or he doesn't. Whether he gives you that money that you need or he doesn't. Whether he heals you or heals your child or he doesn't. You still say, I will still magnify the Lord. My soul blesses the Lord. Come and magnify the Lord with, I will Bless the Lord at all times. I will praise Him in the morning. I will praise Him when things are good. I will praise Him at all times. That is Yada. That is Toda. The next thing, uh, on that, uh, before we go to the next thing, you can read Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. I'll just quote it and then you can, you can read it in your time. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess His name. The next dimension of praise is Yada. Yada means to confess, to give praise. It literally means to hold out your hand or to throw a stone at something, from something or at something. It means extending your hands in reverence, in worship. That's Yada is the dimension of praise where you begin to take control over your body. Now you've come from the wheel and now you, have, you want to manifest it and now you Spread out your hands, you stretch out your hands, and you use your hands, you use your feet, and you manifest. You want, to, you want it to be evident. You want people to see it. You want people to hear it. That is the other dimension of praise. Where it's no longer the will. You're not just doing it in your closet. You're not just doing it alone in your bedroom or when you're washing your, 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 your laundry. But you are doing it publicly. You're not ashamed to say, I praise the Lord. You know, you're not ashamed. Even people see you lifting your hands and they know that person is praising the Lord. You are engaging your body. Then the next, the next uh, dimension of praise is halal. It is derived from a primitive root that means, among other things, to be clear. Or to shine. Or to make a show. Or to boast. Or to be foolish. This is where you praise God with abandon. Eh? You become crazy for God. This is where King David danced until his robes were loose. They fell off. This is where you praise. You don't care whether people think you are decent or not. This is where you give the Lord undignified praise. Because you know who you believe in. You know who you are praising. It is not about you anymore. You don't care about your neighbor. You don't care what they will say about you. You don't care whether they will think, oh, this man with his suit is falling down, prostrate on the ground. You don't care about your suit. You don't care about what your children will tell you. You don't care about anyone or anything. You praise God with abandon. Are we ready to praise the Lord with abandon? Carelessly, 
foolishly. The Bible says out of the mouths of babes, he has perfected our praise. And this is the man of? Oh, that you would perfect our praise, O oh Lord. Out of them, why out of the mouth of babes? Why not adults? Why not a man and a woman? Because it's something that happens when you become an adult. You start becoming dignified. You know what is, you know, when you are, when you are taking tea, you want to take it in a way that you don't want to, to spill it over your dress. You know, that is you being dignified. And unfortunately, that's what happens when we, in the, in the spiritual realm, you know, things, the physical things, parallels the, the spiritual things. That is what happens when, we, when you give your life to Jesus and you are told to praise the Lord. When you are a little child, like my daughter, she doesn't care. She will come on the altar. She will go anywhere praising God. She doesn't care. But you, you are too careful. Uh, you are too careful not, you know, not, to, not to overdo things. But the Bible says out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Can we become babies tonight? Can we praise the Lord tonight like babies? Without a care in the world. Without caring about our neighbors, what they will think of us. Can they say those foolish people for once today? Because we know whom we are praising. Amen? That is halal. Praising God with abandon. Where you become crazy in your worship. You become crazy. You become foolish. You don't care about anyone or anything. It's just you and God. The next dimension of praise is Shabbat. This is where it means to address with a loud voice. Particularly with a sense of triumph. The Bible says, and I will quote Psalms 47 verse 1. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. This is where now you use your mouth. You shout. You shout until the things around you, the glass, this glass, the window pane starts breaking. They shake. You shout until you have no voice. No more. You shout until tomorrow morning you wake up and you can But you don't care. Because you are shouting. You are shouting with a voice of triumph. Because you know that the God who is God. He is giving you triumph over your enemies. He is giving you victory over your situation. Because he is God. And then the last uh, dimension of praise is Zama. Zama means. It's a primitive root also that means touching the strings. Or part of a musical instrument. You have been praising with your will. You have been praising with your hands. You have been praising with, your, with every part of you with abandon. Without a care in the world. You have praised with all that is within you. And now this is where now you say, I need an accompaniment. I need Bobby on that drum set. I need Dan on that keyboard. Or on that, you know, bass guitar. You say now, on top of what I am doing, I will need an accompaniment. Never mix these things. It starts with you. See why hit a bobby up a chase drums without it starts with you. That music will not be acceptable if it does not come from you first. I can tell you that for true. It starts with your voice, it starts with your mind, your heart. Then you engage your body. Then you shout unto God. What is if you opposite to patanke kama tumefanya nini? Tumesonga, worship him. Don't wait for the band to come. And you want the service. Let us start the service without them. Let them come and find us moving on. Amen? Because you cannot start with that last one. 
But if it is there, you can as well start, you know, together. But what I'm saying is don't say I can only sing when there is a musical instrument. I can only sing when there is sound. I can only sing when there is electricity, there is sound. I can only sing when, there are two, when we are two or three. You cannot even start a fellowship because you're afraid if one person comes in and finds you praying or singing, they'll think you're crazy. So you're waiting to make it two or three for you to start praising the Lord. You can still praise the Lord when you are alone. You can still praise the Lord and He receives you. You can still shout. Let them call you crazy. Let them call you mad. But you know whom you praise. Amen? You know whom you will praise. Amen. Are we ready to praise the Lord this afternoon? Are we ready to praise the Lord this afternoon? Are we ready to engage our minds? Are we ready to engage our bodies? Can you come? Can you stand up and let us give the Lord a shout of victory as the worship team comes up? Yay! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! We bless you, Lord! Now reason. Now reason. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. Did you hear that? I'm reading Second Chronicles 20:27, And I'm going to repeat. Array in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekwa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat, who was a king, stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you shall be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. And after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord, and to praise him for the spreader of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. For his love endureth forever. Give thanks to the Lord. For his love endureth forever. And now reason what happened. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Say. Who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. The Ammonites 
and the Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Say to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Say, they helped to destroy one another. You getting that? Munashika. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert and looked toward the first army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their bladder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing. Mm and also articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much prada that it took three days to correct it. Maybe you don't know the story. Jehoshaphat and his kingdom had been invaded by three armies that had agreed together we are going to deal with them and destroy them. But Jehoshaphat consorted and instead of marching with their weapons they started with praise. Amen? And as they praised and worshipped God. God set ambushes against the enemy. The two armies of Ammon and Moab fought against Mount Say. When they finished with Mount Say, the two armies that were fighting one, they started on against each other. And they destroyed each other. Jehoshaphat did not need to fight. Because the battle had been transferred from Jehoshaphat to the Lord. Through praise. That's what we have done tonight. I want to assure you. It doesn't matter how many armies have gathered against you. It doesn't matter how many demons have decided that they are going to bring you down. It doesn't matter how many people have conspired to bring you down. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, as we have worshipped and praised and declared Give thanks to the Lord for His mercy endured forever. Your enemies, let them now start fighting against each other. Let your enemies start fighting against each other. Let the demons that have conspired against you start fighting against each other. Let there be destruction in the camps of the enemy. Let there be destructions in the camps of the enemy.
understand what is happening. What God is doing for you. He's dealing with your enemies. Come on, brethren. We don't need any other weapon. Now we know the weapon. It is praise. The weapon. It is praise. It is worship. Hallelujah. And it is happening. How does it do it once more? Hmm. Where is Judah? Where is praise? Where is praise? Come on, Judah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Once more. Hallelujah. 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 I've requested permission to tie up today with a prophetic word. And I want you to listen carefully before we act. Today is action day. When we are praising and shouting, the Lord told me to tell all of you, are you hearing me? Most of you, you have never known supernatural lifting. Supernatural lifting means God lifting you financially, God lifting you socially, God lifting you up, even spiritually. But this evening, we are going to activate what we call the anointing for supernatural lifting. 